Hello and welcome to the Viva Bastardo show brought to you by the Haggerty Podcast Network. Today we have the delightful Henry Catchpole, uh, automotive journalist, Carfection, Evo, <coughs> um, keen cycler, apparently enjoyed walking across England for some strange reason. Uh, we talk about how I'm enraged by his driving skills. We talk about English sweets. We make all manner of English references, which will be completely lost on a lot of people. Uh, so let's get into it. This podcast is also brought to you by Inbound Motorsports. Uh, Rami, the main geezer who runs it, says a lot of you have been reaching out. Please continue to do so. He can bring in cars from anywhere, Japan, Europe, uh, Asia, which is also Japan. Um, he's bringing a ton of stuff. I think uh, there's been a strange peak of interest in Mitsubishi Pajero Evolutions. I don't know why. But anyway, give Rami a call. He's the most delightful guy, and he will be able to find you the bizarre car of your dreams. I know, but I'm just sort of just going. The Henry Catchpole. Henry, I feel like I'm, I feel like Henry Catchpole. I feel like I should be a town crier. Um, you are a journalist of great repute. Uh, Evo, uh, what other, what other? I mean, I've, I feel like you've been on the YouTubes for, on the internet since I was a child in the, in the 18th century. Uh, you were yeah, doing so carts, yeah, wagons. So exactly. It's, it's uh, combustion car, engines. Car faction um, is most of my my stuff these days and then, okay. uh, a bit of cycling occasionally um, do you do the whole lycra yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I started out you can tell what religion people bikes, are but, uh. <laughs> in the lycra i've noticed <laughs> <laughs> well but, i go to, i drive this place a, 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 a cafe called 9w mm. which is out, um, 45 minutes outside of the city and and it's in, and and it's infested on the weekends with lycra clad gents clacking about mm. uh, and then the you know you see, you know, then you see mm. when you're having your sandwich, you see everything yes. that you don't want to see when you're having a sandwich. Exactly. A cyclist off or road cyclist off a bicycle is is like a uh, walrus out of water or something like that. It's That's just, right. It is, you know, it's the, the incongruous. Things, you just, all uncomfortable. And yeah. Sort of, I mean, that must, how long have you been doing that, it? Long time. I, I love Before cycling. it was fashionable. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. For the road cycling thing. Yeah. Definitely. That's good. Yeah, I used to go. You always want to like the band before they're in the chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's been been quite strange to see it sort of and lovely to see it it is interesting um in in watch collecting it's been i've i've noticed that old old people have been collecting for years mm. uh, sort of slightly enraged at the <laughs> at the, the the lights been it's it's like roaches have had the carpet lifted up and they're sort of hey how dare you <laughs> um uh but i mean it's 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 nice if you if you sort of I guess if the the hobby gets bigger, I suppose. I mean, like cars, the hobby's massive now. Mm. Was it? I don't. Yeah. Was it always massive? I feel like not. No, I don't. I definitely. I don't know. I I think I was a bit of an oddity at school, probably for liking cars. But for a variety of reasons. But, um, well, obviously. Yes. The height. How tall is Henry Catchpole? Uh, Henry Catchpole <laughs> is well, 195 centimeters, which is between six. What's four that? And Can six we get that in fathoms or leagues? <laughs> Twelve leagues. <laughs> well, it's between six foot four and six foot five. If I stand up straight as well, because I stoop. Terribly, having grown up in the sort of English cottage that you'd. Uh, did expect, you grow up so. in an English cottage? Yeah. Like yeah. thatch roof? Uh, no, no, I didn't have thatch roof actually. But um, uh, were you a small child, like a little uh, street urchin in the countryside? Urchin, yes, yes. Sort of all, all the coal, coal, coal smudge face. Yeah. <laughs> set up the chimneys, that sort of thing. Yes, very much that's so. right. Yes, um, yeah. What, what? Penny for him, Mister? <laughs> sort of, excuse yeah. me, sir. Yeah, excuse me. Nick the orange out of the back pocket. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all right. that sort of stuff. Yes, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Sorry. People at school didn't like cars. I don't remember them 
liking cars particularly sort of do you remember um, the first car you liked or was it with your dad's like mg or something um no i i love ferraris mostly because they were red favorite really? color really oh. red um you've got a pathological I know, rage I know, I know you have, against I know. but, but when you <laughs> and I wouldn't have a red Ferrari now if I came into the So funds. do you remember the very first um, Ferrari you liked? So I used to collect model Ferraris when I was little. Okay. And um, I think the first one I remember buying or getting was a 118th scale Polistil of a 288 GTO. Oh, which is stuff. just sort of... Um, you know what I curiously like now is the Mondial. Mm. Is that weird? Yes. Should I get out? Obviously. Get out. No, no you, can't get get out, out. Your, you can't get out of your own podcast. <laughs> well, you can't send me away. <laughs> I can stand in the corner for an awkward couple of minutes. Do, do you know what I mean? Like a silver coupe, the last yeah. one, okay. I find yeah. is a nicely balanced car. Mm. I mean, I just th- design-wise. I don't know anything about the driving. And I think that's it, isn't it? That's the red thing because you instinctively think of a Mondial in red. And it's rubbish in and red. And it's, yeah, doesn't work. Silver. Oh, yes. Oh, I, oh, yeah, you've got a point. Yeah, I can see And that. you know, actually, I saw a black GTO on Instagram as I was mm. doom scrolling. And mm. I feel like a lot of the cars Ferrari only made in red look actually the worst in red. Yeah. Like the 288, the F40, the um, F50. Uh, I'm not massively, I'm sort of, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Yes. But then I have a, yeah, I've got the Guara. Exactly. You are the only person I feel like of all the people. I was like, hey, I got a Guara. <laughs> you the only person who didn't go, what? Is it, tell me it's the one with the BMW engine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that was an amazing, amazing answer. <laughs> so, <clears throat> red Ferraris. Mm, yeah, red Ferraris. Actually, you some. know what? I, I feel like I, the first car I, well, I, when I was growing up, I remember here, um, 928s and and. BMW 635s mm. and then occasionally I remember seeing uh, Renault 5 Turbo 2 which fuck <laughs> oh. but the first car I, for some reason I put on my wall was uh, it was from a Time Magazine ad um, it was a it was a shit what was that Chevrolet not the Trans no, the Camaro Cam- <laughs> In red from the mid '80s, it's such an ign- ignoble and ignominious way to insta- to sort of announce that you like cars by putting that car. But it was yeah. it was exotic for me because it was an American car. I didn't yeah. see, you didn't see that here. Fair enough. It's like when yeah. you see people like if you see someone. Dr- What's it like when you see someone driving a Corvette or something around? Is it good or uh, <laughs> I can tell you know what? Your poker face is extraordinary. Is it, it's not a good thing in England? Is it not a good thing? No, I think it's. I, I, I don't know. I think it's um, it shows you your interest. You've gone down a different route, and right. um, the you know, ZL6 is a great thing. I once did uh, the th- do you know the Three Peaks Challenge? I know nothing. So <laughs> come on, just no. Come I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I know only useless <laughs> stuff. I don't know useful things. <laughs> so three come peaks, now, sir. The, the Three Peaks Challenge is where you have to do the three, or well, the highest peak in Scotland, England, and Wales. Um, so Ben Nevis, Scarfell Pike, and Snowdon. Within 24 hours. Is this a climbing? Is this bicycling? Uh, no, this is, so, so sort of walking, really. Oh, I see. Um, walking, it's a brisk. Running, it's a, it's brisk, a constitutional. It's a stroll. Yes. Yeah. You have a you have a large lunch and mm. then you go over a constitutional. You amble, amble up these okay. and, um, and down again, and obviously you have to get between them. And so Oliver Gavin, the uh, Le Mans driver, and I did this in a Corvette Z06. It's one of the most stupid things I've ever done. I really. like to drive. Um, I wish I could drop in Le Mans uh, driver into a story yeah. well, that he, I had he lives that didn't involve fairly, like just reading a magazine <laughs> <laughs> well, he lives fairly near me so we used to cycle together and stuff for him training for you know how was that events and me driving yeah. with him that would be like me driving with you <laughs> I feel like I'd just be it was it depressing uh no it was it was 
it was great. It was just because it was really interesting because he's obviously so good at what he does and, right. and so sort of the whole endurance side of things. It was the perfect idea of a right. story because it's twenty four hours. And real drivers are so relaxed. Mm, yeah, and I'm cl- I'm just you know busy full brown trouser award situation. The at all times. Yeah, they're so relaxed and so. They, they give themselves so much time, even when you're sort of thinking, I know you've seen the traffic that stopped up ahead, but sort of <laughs> right. if you an, you've anticipated something sort of three days right. down the road, right. is sort of going to be their, we're their gonna be own like fine. biological sonar. Mm. Just, yeah. You know, they've they're emitted. Yeah, they, sort of yeah, that's right. Just, they've yeah. got a topographical map of the, everything for the next five miles. Exactly. So it um, is interesting that. Are you, are you like that when you drive? Um, no. I, well, I, I, I wrote something about it for the Intercool recently about the. I, c- I can get enjoyment from driving down the motorway just because it's that if you're if you're interested in driving then it's like it's like people watching without being able to see the people you know you you, you see all oh, that car over there and you you sort of know the way it's being driven or the or the fact that it's you oh, know they have rubbish that's, brakes that's, so that's kind know, of how that's going to behave that's, and that's whether and the really truck there is that blind spot and that car and it's this massive sort of moving jigsaw that you see it's and like, going it's on like your Jenga. head and sort of yeah or it's the kind of you know your own version of the matrix that, kind of looking at it which is I think is fascinating. I find that really interesting man because I was talking to the missus the other day when we were in traffic and because when you're driving you can always feel if someone's a nervous driver mm. always. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Without seeing them, just yeah, you, just you by know. just by how they're driving, just by they're the... on their phone clearly because they've wandered across. That yeah, yeah, that that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. So, it's uh, and yeah, the you know, oh, the bins are out. So it might be a bin lorry up there, and it's kind of driving down the road. The tractor is going to knock the branch off there, and start all the weird stuff that. If so you you're just... anticipating all the disasters. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's like like, it's hard like those videos like, you see. <laughs> there's a there's, a, there's a bridge. You must. I, I don't know if you've seen this. There's a bridge in in the states somewhere, and it's very low. Mm. And it, and there's a camera, like a traffic camera or something, and it, there's just compendiums of videos of trucks com- just driving <laughs> and just decapitating themselves repeatedly on the bridges. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, so, yeah, so think, um, God, that, that is interesting. I find that driving in New York is weirdly video gamey. Mm. Like, for instance, okay, it's actually, I, it's, if, you, um, if you're driving in New York uh, and you indicate it's a sign of weakness, if you want yes. to signal that you want to change lanes, it's a yeah. sign of weakness. And then no one will let you in because no. they don't respect you. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with this guy? You have, to, you, have to, you have to sort of, you have to elbow your way in viciously. Yeah. Whereas uh, here, it's all top hat, uh, after you, sir, and all the rest of it. But it's also this sort of bizarre thing of if somebody pulls out into a gap that, you know, on the motorway, they're perfectly, there's a, there's a gap there. Yeah. They can do it. They're not causing anyone to stop particularly. But people will get very irate by the fact that they think you know, they've done something wrong. In Italy, it's just taken as red. You you filter and everybody gets on with it, and nobody bothers actually sort of um, beeping that, right? that sort of thing necessarily. Yeah, on them. Yeah, it's just so. The, just but so on. you're saying here Morocco, that the, the gap the gap is seen as that's that space belongs to me, and you're taking up. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it's, everybody just seems to get on with it in Italy most of the time. And Do you think that's, that's the best place to drive? Uh, in some respects, but. Also, I mean, you always seem to be up in Scotland. Yeah, I love Scotland. There's nobody up there, so it's, uh, I've never it's been great. up there. Oh, I've never, I haven't been. It's funny. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just weirdly like a tourist in my own country. <laughs> it's weird. I like I'll ask people yeah. directions, they go, "But you're English," <laughs> and I, I <laughs> but I haven't lived here since 1987. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I spent four years up there at university, so I'm. Um, Did you cycle around there too? Uh, no, I wasn't really cycling much at university. Uh, I was doing more 
heavy drinking stuff then but uh, heavy drink golf R- actually really was, well i was at st andrews so i and i grew up playing golf you don't know a guy so. called storm boswick do you no i don't Such uh, a good i wish name. i did now i know <laughs> i know it's so. <laughs> the most amazing <laughs> name he might be a bit older than you so uh, but then you've got a whole rally car thing is that right mm, yeah you yeah, do you have a mark three four uh, escort mark two mark two mark two yeah have um, you always liked rally cars it was so my parents were more into i remember them watching formula one um, right is that on sundays Yes. Yeah. yeah. What obviously. was that show called? Um, it was Program? Grandstand. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. So, and which is probably where the whole Ferrari thing came from. Because I remember wandering in and sort of you know, <clears throat> age whatever, and you know which cars are winning and right. Know, the, red, the red ones. Which ones right. are they? Ferraris. Oh right. right. So you know, red Ferrari exceptionally goes from there. Um, but I remember the the amazing shot of uh, Toyota Celica. Uh, was it ST185 uh, jumping? somewhere in um, Africa uh, in the sort of the castral livery and stuff. And, right. just, and watching that, and that must have been on Grandstand as well or sure. something like that. And uh, and thinking, this is this is phenomenal. This is a whole other other level of... of have you done... Well, cool. you've done, clearly um, must have done a lot of rally driving then. Not a lot, but I've done... I did the British Championship in 2008. As one does. So, uh, but oh, it's such a... Of all the, the things to be able to blag through motoring journalism, that was the the luckiest thing ever really it was it was one email sort of late at night i can remember because i wanted to everybody else did racing at evo right um and they'd all done the the caterham academy and things like that the sort of the first rung on motorsport ladder and i wanted to do some sort of motorsport and i thought well i'm gonna do rallying because that's that's different there's a different angle there when was this uh, 2007 eight okay so um, this is really before the whole like group b fever mm, took off and all yeah. that okay um and it was, and I thought, well, I'm going to do the 205 challenge, Peugeot 205 challenge. That's a glory. Um, I have a friend who's, I mean, they're just the most, I've never <laughs> driven one, but every, I have a friend who has two, and he, uh, just all, all, the best car on, on the planet, according to him. I once drove one around Wembley Stadium, but uh, that's another story. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've got end of stories. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I sort of, I was trying to do that, and I thought, well, and then this email popped in saying the Suzuki Swift challenge was starting next year and it was meant to be the first sort of rung on the la- rallying ladder i thought this sounds absolutely perfect so i sent off an email sort of this is why i think it'd be great for it to feature an evo every month and sort of i'm going to do all right. this and they're never going to say yes to that got back the next morning there's an email oh, sounds very interesting yes <laughs> i think <laughs> but it turned out you needed an international license to do this it wasn't right. really the first rung on the ladder at all so i went and bought a 205 and then trailered that around the countryside doing all sorts of random I did a, rallies and after the after the debacle the disaster of my tarmac racing school um the missus was like okay what about rallying <laughs> so what I, I i and so she gave me this um it was a five-day class it was called team o'neill i think in new hampshire or something mm. and and i really loved that because i loved the idea that the thing i found First of all, you're not going well. Uh, okay, I wasn't <laughs> going massively quickly, but I like the idea that I love the idea of the controlling the car, mm. like do you, yeah, and, and the way the road. Every time we went round, you go down the same sort of roads and stuff, but but the, it would be different every time because mm. the, the the gravel would have moved, or there'd be some snow, or it'd be wet, or this that the other. Mm. But I loved this, you know, the way in which the left foot braking and you could tuck the nose in, and all all this kind of stuff was revelation to me, <laughs> and it was so exciting to be able to, and learning to do the finish flick or the mm. whatever it's called. That it was just so. It was just I don't know that 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 felt. I felt like maybe I had like two percent of talent for that, versus negative talent for tarmac racing. Yeah, I, I 
I, I've done a, a couple of races, but I never really felt like I was particularly. Do you get the red mist? Good. No, I think that's half the problem, really. I kind of. I, and Are I, you not I a red misty that. kind of person? Do I strike you as a red misty? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> right. I have a friend, this friend of mine, the Nut King mm. in America. He We go driving and he gets red mist, mm. but he's a really good driver. Yeah. Yeah, um, you you don't you not you don't seem super red misty. No, not really. Um, and it just I, I I think the racing thing I don't have that ability to sort of put in the metronomic times and sort of right. nibble away at the final sort of that's you know, right. half that's, tenth or whatever. Yeah, sort you're, of. you're right. That's exactly right. That that was the thing I found slightly tedious about tarmac racing is you were shaving. Mm. It was just it was very. Um, you're trying to do the same thing again and again. Yeah, it was very Swiss and, in yeah. a weird way. Um, whereas the the rallying, I just it was just a big adventure and right. and the driving on you know public roads obviously shut public right. roads but is amazing sort of going through a you know a village as fast as you can with somebody next to you telling you um, and do you have all the people on the roads doing the yeah, whole thing you'd have the sort of yeah people sitting on the those road. videos are you might i'm sure you've seen the videos no you don't have you don't have quite the group b so you know what no, i mean nobody's queuing up to see a you know catch ball in the red mist <laughs> see 118 brake horsepower suzuki swift sort of you know <laughs> <laughs> going around and around about it's not really yeah those are amazing the videos of the of the group b stuff in the 80s though i mean it's just you know so i got to drive uh Audi Quattro S1 E2, so the, the oh, ultimate, really, really okay. sort of almost expression yeah. of Group B. Yeah. Um, I not that long. It's the Delta S4. Um, as an, as yeah, an right, ex owner. No, yes, yes, I'd like yes, to push back. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I'll happily take that. What um, was that like? It was everything you think it's going to be in terms of just being utterly insane. The way the boost would come in, because it's like a, it's almost spookily similar to an F40 in terms of when you look at the figures but it's just got this one big turbo so the everyone talks about an f40 and the sort of the way the power comes right. in at 4000 rpm and sort of this big hit well that but even higher up kind of and with a bigger bang basically um so is it nothing nothing in millennium falcon yeah yeah and but you know when the boost is coming on though it's predi- is it predictable or it must be you, you know yeah, like I mean, a certain yeah, yeah, exactly. rpm and can you feel because i found with a lot of the 80s i never liked turbo cars i never owned turbo cars and then all of a sudden i just own only turbo cars <laughs> in the 80s and 90s and i find that you can it's sort of like um the only analogy i can make is, <laughs> you're gonna do is, the sex is, thing again aren't you yeah it's yeah, a yeah, sex yeah, thing yeah, yeah. it is it's like when you're about you know like you're having a go <laughs> Shall we say, as it were, you have it, and then you feel you're like, oh, it's gonna. Ha-, unless you're 16, when you're just like, oh, I didn't know that was gonna happen. But if you're an, an older gentleman, this is like, now an awkward first date, by the way. This is. Fine. Yeah, this okay. is <laughs> I'm just making the awkward first date even, yeah, much more awkward. But you know, like you can sort of feel the uh, the finish arriving, as it were. I'm trying to put in Victorian. T- <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean though does that make any sense at all of course it does yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not because I think people often think of, of of 80s or 90s turbos as you don't know when it's going to happen it just suddenly it's like someone just comes in the room and switches on the light you're like hey I was sleeping hmm. no but that's the point of lag or latency or whatever you want to call it you know you, you, it's all there you're waiting for it and it's the right. anticipation of this you know, explosion of the, the turbos um, or turbo but yeah it's it's just this incredibly raw thing that and you can't you 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 have to plan so far ahead because this thing just sort of goes off down the road and seems, you know, you, you have to be, you can't be afraid of it. Right. Like so many competition cars, you have to be in control of it. Right. Not let it drive I you. I would be fully afraid. But the idea of trying to, I, I drove it on a sort of um, small bit of sort of 
um, airfield circuit, so there was a decent amount of room. So you kind of For when error. the thing starts, yeah, yeah, basically, absolutely. Because <laughs> right. I mean, this is, you could deploy the chute in the back, and you've got <laughs> yeah, and it's the most like probably the most famous or most important of the quattros that's left in a way. Um, and it was so you don't want to get it wrong, right, at all. Right. But equally, you want to drive it hard because you want to you want to know what it's like. There's no right. point just going. I've driven it, but right. like kind of four miles an hour. You, you want to know what it's like. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it's everything you think it's going to be. And the idea of doing it down a narrow piece of road with the people there and trying to think six corners ahead. I mean, I've got, is, when, when you see those videos, I, I've never been in a real, like a, uh, 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 a real Group B. I mean, I've had, I've had a bunch of them, but not like the race cars. Um, but I have nothing but admiration because it's for the people who drove them in period. Because, like you say, I mean, the the like when I had a I had a the O three seven was um, was actually really manageable. Um, the T sixteen was I thought faster than Delta S four, but the Delta S four was like driving around in Satan's anus. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just because the noise of it all and the yeah. but also but that was twin turbo. That was twin charged, yeah. Twin so charge. there wasn't any, yeah. there wasn't any lag, but you could still feel the turbo kicking a bit. But it was re- the noise because I had, I of course, it was supercharged and turbocharged, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then the, I had fitted a Group B exhaust because that's that's the I always feel like you have to the things have to sound like the way they look, you know. So it's important, yeah. and it, and it and I can only imagine what the, a real uh, Group B version would have been like to to. I think it's one of those things that they it's people always want that back they don't know they want the return of group b and when we had the rally cars coming back in 2017 with all the wild aero and sort of more power and stuff and it was going to be the return of group but it never can be really because the the power that they had was so far ahead of the chassis right that it was just you were you kind of hanging on and trying to wrestle with this power delivery in a what because the car couldn't really cope with it is my my view you didn't have the, the damper control and all that that you have now so now you could have as you see, the like a world rallycross car is still terrifying because of the power it's got. But could they not it make it like? Could they not? It would be kind of amazing if they tried to recreate the, a similar technology to Group B from the eighties, <laughs> but without the aids of today. Yeah. As a as a kind, but I guess that wouldn't. Yeah. I, know, I mean, they've, they've. I've always thought for a while that they should, you know, reduce travel basically in the rally cars because you had huge amounts of travel in a world rally car, which meant they could soak up all the. Um, Did they have terrain. less than the eighties? Um, oh yeah, yeah, and it was just, and now they've reduced it again a bit, but it's still they're so they're so capable. It's right. extraordinary a, a modern rally car what it can. But all cars are with. capable. Yeah. I mean, I'd be driving. But, I mean, that. but, but like like rally yeah. damp technology is, it's spooky. It's brilliant. <laughs> but I mean, once see you've now that, now you're going to weapons grade nerdery shit that I know <laughs> nothing about. I don't know because I'm just I'm just the I'm just the buffoon who like likes stuff. But I never really know what it does, how it works, if it's going to work again, like what's <laughs> happening when I'm driving it. I mean, it's a, it's a ma- the the depths of my ignorance are miraculous. I don't believe that. No, it's utterly true. No, it's it's utterly I'm true. Not, I'm not buying I it. I know it's nothing about how stuff works. That's what you'd like to believe, but you, no. It's not. Okay, <laughs> so here's a here's an example. Um, I had a two forty six Dino. That mm-hmm. was the first like really posh car I bought fifteen years ago, and. And it stopped when I was driving. I used to keep it in a public garage down the street from me in New York. And it stopped when I was driving around because I drive around the city just because it was I really loved driving it. It made me feel good. It was was this beautiful thing. You got it. Drive it. Yeah, exactly. And then it stopped uh, on Second Avenue, like 52nd Street. And it was really hot. 
Um, and miraculously, there was a parking spot, like right where, which never happens in New York. So, and because it was an old car, people were super happy to help me, like push it into the thing. And I called up my friend, actually the Nut King, and I and I said, uh, and we were talking, and I said, and he said, "Have you checked the spark plugs?" I said, "Why would I check the spark plugs? They're, they aren't. Isn't that what they just don't? Don't you just use them when you start the car, and it gives you the spark, and then they don't do anything anymore?" So, so, so that. My friend Henry is that <laughs> extent that you know my knowledge has increased slightly in the last fifteen years, but it's miraculous. It's amazing. Like I, the damper thing you were talking about. I'm not. I, I understand what they feel like. I'm you know in terms people talk about the internals of dampers, and I'm 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 lost too. You know, you? Talking about shims and all that. But you but and, you talk about all that stuff when you do the reviews. Sometimes I I, I can kind of learn about stuff and then. Then I forget about it again. I uh, find that, and but all, all modern cars are, are horribly capable. Everything, everything, like a minivan is faster probably than anything I own, except for maybe the two twenty now. Yeah, but I drive around like I drive around the M one in the city, and you know everything's faster than that car. Mm. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. No, and it is all about the feel, isn't it? That's right. It's kind of that's the. Is there anything modern that's interesting? Yeah, yeah. I think the Alpine. The Alpine, yeah. I've never. I'd love to drive that thing. Yeah. What um, else is What else is good? Do you think? There's all sorts of stuff that's. that's fun. I drove um, uh, the Lamborghini Technica the other day, which is. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, but this well, now. The, the, the Huracan oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was clubbed myself in the face. But isn't that like a million horsepower? Uh, it's six hundred and thirty-one brake horsepower. Right. I, I feel like if you could do a car that was 300 horsepower and say... 1,000 kilos. Yeah, or yeah. 2,000. I don't know. What that, what's that in pounds? I don't know. Yeah, what, 12 uh, leagues. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that, that's that's the ideal for me, which was exactly what... Um, did you ever see when they did the DB5 for the latest Bond film? Yeah. Um, when they did the stunt car for that. that was, it was an amazing thing because it looked obviously identical to a db5 yeah uh, but it was carbon fiber body and it was effectively a rallycross car underneath really and it had bmw m3 running gear in it manual gearbox it sounded amazing so it was about it was about 300 right. brake horsepower weighed a thousand kilos proper suspension it was brilliant it's like the ideal formula rear wheel drive proper diff right um although it was weird because it still had the big steering wheel right which is also slightly flexy so it was this <laughs> curious thing. and if you've ever driven old stuff like a sort of db5 then you, you kind of don't want a lot of lock generally so you'd sort of you, you wouldn't want to be throwing because it doesn't have a huge amount of lock whereas this right. thing you get in it thinking that and then realize that actually it wanted to be driven like a mark II escort with a huge amount of lock thrown at it so it was this weird sort of disconnect of was what's his name driving that was it all stuntman stuff or you don't know uh it was mark uh, mark higgins uh, oh driving that, okay so, yeah uh, he's um it's not. Um, uh, it's not like the David Brown car. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's not like that. No. <laughs> have no. you seen that in person? I think I have. Is it? Yeah. Is it nice or is it a horror show? It's or you're not allowed to say not, that. It's not. It's not my thing, really. That was very so, nicely done, um, Catchpole. Very. Um, d you'd be amazing in the diplomatic corps. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my teachers used to say that. Funny enough, a, your what? Uh, my teachers at school used to say that. Really? I'd make a d good diplomat. God, I didn't. So, I didn't get that. Uh, no. Really? I got a lot of. Um, Stop disrupting the class. Yeah. 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 Well, I never turned up to class just in time. So as, we yeah. said, as I said, you know, I arrived. Did you always have a packet full of sweets? No. Do you have a favorite sweet from the, your youth? Uh, I used to like bullseyes. Um, 
That's very Dickensian. Yes, I know. But Have a bullseye and run along, well, exactly, child. Yeah, but then I, I, I grew up reading Just William, Richmond Crompton, Just William stuff. Um, okay. Violet Elizabeth Bott, you know, Douglas Henry Ginger. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no? What happened? You went you're down not, a wormhole. Oh, just, come on. Wait, Just William, the, that's, that's, that's ring a very vague bell. Hmm. Yeah. This is going to be completely lost on the American audience. <laughs> they can have no people have no idea what we're talking about now. It's just two English people going, oh, yeah, yeah, and as far as they can hear. I was refreshers. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Do they still yeah, sell those? Uh, I think they must do. Yeah, I keep going to shops everywhere asking. Yeah. For people who don't know, they're these little fizzy. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. I guess because it could be on YouTube. Mm. The three people watching on YouTube. Hello. It's uh, <laughs> hello everyone. <laughs> they're little fizzy. For the sweets. sake of the podcast, he waved. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Henry Catchpole is now waving. Um, <laughs> God, so yeah, that that humbug, obviously, yeah, classic humbug. Yeah, did you only eat Dickensian sweets? Probably, yeah. What else, like it's Turkish just, delight? No, I can stand Turkish delight. Weird. I feel like <laughs> I feel like those those are all all those things. Are su- I feel like they only ate those in uh, C.S. Lewis books. Mm, it was sort of I think gobstoppers and things. That's like right. Gobs, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I but uh, but just William always it was um, half crowns of um, half crown of or sixpence worth of bullseyes. And Wait, so I sixpence? Up, you, yeah. I, oh, in the book. In the book. I thought you were. So no, I not when I was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> your youth in the nineteenth century. Exactly. Yeah, two shillings to sixpence. Uh, that's right. Yeah, no, the topper. Um, quite. Yes, we're back on there again. Aren't that's yes, right. Exactly. Yes, I do own a top hat though. So do you? So, yes, my grandfather's. Um, Are you also a watch geezer, or tangentially? Marginal. Yeah. A little. I've gone down that whole rabbit hole in the last sort of couple of years. Have you? Yeah. What started it? What triggered it? I don't know. I've always, I've always loved watches, but have but you, never, just... or sort of, or liked. You know, I remember like watches. I'll tell you the one I bought recently. I bought. Oh, let's um, hear it. Let's have it catch. <laughs> let's from, have it catch ball. I bought. Um, I should show you a picture, really, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, could, we could, we could. What um, is it? It's um, okay. I'm going to show you a picture. Just see what I just want to see. What your reaction is? Yeah. To this. <laughs> reaction um, shot. Toledano yeah, reacts, reacts to Catchpole's exactly. watch. Yes, here we go. It'll be all over. Um, the, it'll be a meme. Watches, yeah. Um, so, here you go. Let me see if I can see it with my moly eyes. <laughs> Wait a minute. And <laughs> that is not. I can guarantee that's not what you were expecting. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you have to send me a thing. You have to send me. The, so, I didn't even know. What is that? Is that a snap crackle? So, Wait, is that the Rice Krispies It is. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Look, that's go. snap crackle so, and pop. So, you see the, the button at the bottom. <laughs> so, 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 is that a digital? Six or seven. Yeah. You had yeah. that watch? When I was about six or seven, yeah. And, and, then I, you... and I lost it at school. Can I, I remember getting it, being so proud of it, thinking this is the coolest thing. Was that a send off thing? Pressed the button and it just yeah I think it must okay be, so let's right? explain to everyone uh, all the listeners yeah. all you listeners it's a it's a watch with the snap crackle and pop rice krispies people on it mm-hmm. uh is it digital it is but it's sort of so it's square and you can't see the time does it tell you it. um so it just has it's just a, a white sort of square plastic thing you say with a white rice krispies characters on it and then in the bottom right hand corner there's a little white sort of pimple of a button you press that bit pops up and that shows the time in digital on it. That's, am- that's Which, amazing. And then you, you push the push that back down. Again. So every of, time you want to look at the time, right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna press that button and up it pops and it, you feel. And that's like kind of amazing. So what what precipitated that that sort of wormhole to your youth? You just uh, did, did just, you see something and you were like, oh, that watch. I don't know. I think I once I started. So I had a Speedmaster, which I was you know, given as a, a wedding present um, by my wife, which is this watch I'd always, the watch I'd always wanted. Um, and then, I got to say, I got to say, Bremont, and then my, 
grandfather on my maternal side had a Vacheron and Constantine watch, which I'd done some sort of research into. Um, it's a 1943 steel. Oh, really? 4072. I don't know what that is, but 1943 steel sounds amazing. So it's, it's, yeah, chronograph. It's absolutely oh, beautiful. I, amazing. I've always loved it, regardless right. of sort of before I knew anything about it or knew right. that it's, it's probably quite... Um, quite valuable, except it's in terrible condition because my mother wore it for. I'll make you an old cash offer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just sort of, I just start hearing things. I listen to podcasts, and you think I just want to know more. I want to know more, and I love right. that kind of thing about all sorts of subjects where you're on that steep learning curve, and you just isn't there something amazing start. about about. Um, Finding something you're interested in and then you open the door and there's this whole landscape yeah. you've never seen before. And you're like, yeah. oh, and then you get excited about mm. the idea of discovering this this yeah. country, this landscape. Absolutely. So right? I, I think it's and I'm that sort of person that I love having kind of a bit of knowledge about all sorts of things. Same. So I wouldn't I'm say I was, you know, jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. Yeah. But um, it was very good for the uh, school's challenge team. Um <laughs> And, uh, University challenge. No, schools challenge. So it's like the, 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 lower, the, version the, the right. lower version of that. Um, just useful, useless knowledge, um, which I then try and make use of in. in okay, so give stuff, me a couple of. Um, uh, y- tell me a few things, like a couple of things that you have fascinated, that you've constantly been fascinated with, like <sighs> peculiar. Peculiar, like uh, <laughs> cul de sacs, <laughs> as they know. say. Well, there are things like actually sort of. I remember teaching myself to juggle. Okay. When I was younger, I spent most of the summer trying to teach myself. I had no use for it. I wasn't going to join the circus. Right. Um, Good for office I, I parties. So. But um, but yeah, I, I like being able to juggle, knowing how to do it, and, okay. and not just like. Well, do you just roll it out at times? Do you have kids? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah, so the, yeah. Do you do with the kids? Oh, they're not interested, obviously. You know, but, how old are the kids? But, um, they're, they're very young, so they're five and two. Oh, it's um, glorious, man! Yeah. It's okay. So you're still a demigod to them. <laughs> everything you say is amazing. And then at like eight on and everything you say is bullshit. I'm at the bullshit stage <laughs> with my daughter. Everything's like, oh, dad, you just don't understand, dad. It's amazing. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you, uh, here's one thing I've been interested in for years is the Black Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how you say it. Like you, it was uh, very nice of you to, to sort of go along with me. Like I was don't sound like a crazy person. <laughs> oh yeah, of but, course, Black but, Death. But then, of course, that's entirely surprising because you are interested in death to some extent. Yeah, you know, I am. Well, of course you are. Yeah. What you mean? Oh, you mean in terms of that project? Are you talking about the project? Yeah, well, various, oh, the, pro- various projects you've done. Well, kind of. That, well, that's yeah. You're right. Actually, you're right. <laughs> but I don't know. But I, but you know what interested me most about the? I, I, you've I, you've conceived how you might end basically that, well, several you, times. Yeah, in an okay, entire, the, in entire you, over a three-year project. You, know, you, you thought about this yeah. and sort of you know you took photos of yourself potentially. In, yeah. No, you, well, so, I didn't. I didn't know you were aware of all the bits and pieces. I so, did art history at university, uh, so you know, of course, I'm. Henry's talking about a project I did called Maybe, which I sort of envision all the worst possible ways my life might go for the next thirty or forty years. But which is which? When I say, I love it, the fact that you went to you know fortune tellers and stuff to sort of yeah. try and find out how you might. Well, because I would, but, well, because the thing about photography is, is it, it, you take a picture and it's the past. So this was about the future. So how do you research the future? You know, so. Fortune tellers, tarot card readers, numerologists, uh, DNA tests, all these things sort of give you a glimpse of what may be. I'll tell you actually what's interesting, and I just thought about this the other day. Three separate fortune tellers said I would be a cult leader. And I Look feel at like. This. Well, Here I feel. We are. Uh, well, Viva Bastardo mm. is sort of like a very small cult. Absolutely. 
There you go. <laughs> so which we're is, right. Which is kind of amazing. All those receipts you kept for them, you can chuck them away. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Get expensive now. <laughs> it's amazing. But the Black Death thing, the, I wasn't. It wasn't the the. It, I'm, trying, I'm going to try and explain my weird obsession. I, I, what was interesting to me was the idea of how society changed on such a mass level, mm. right? That 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 there were these villages, towns that were emptied out. And I, I always wondered, like, what it would be like to walk around and say, the, you know, peak Black Death was 1346-ish, like 1347, 48, 49, whenever it was, and just see these, like, empty towns. What, what was that like as an experience? Mm. Okay, I haven't, ex- I, haven't asked, I haven't explained. That doesn't really... No, make, no. I, that I, makes I, me more odd. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you, you know what? That's because well, you're interesting, English. interesting, yeah, because it's, it's, it is... I was... I loved history at school. Me too. I'm uh, obsessed with history. It was. Um, I went to university to do history, actually, and then realised I could. All the interesting bits were not what they wanted to teach. What were the interesting so was, bits for you? Well, like that, like the sort of the, and then the. I suppose I was, you know, fascinated by uh, the sort of Second World War and Spitfires and right. things like that. Of course. Um, Did you have a similar? I mean, I feel like everyone. I, I feel. I'm not sure if this is a generational thing, but, but I feel like in England, the First World War holds such significance. Does mm. it still? Or not so much, really. Yes, yeah, I, I, th- I think so. Yeah. Do you ever well, look we, at trench have... watches? Sorry. Do you ever look at trench watches? Uh, no. I so I looked at the sort of the dirty dozen and stuff like that. Okay, so, so if you go back to trench watches, okay, World War One watches, yeah, um, and actually, it's a, this will be a great wormhole. Mm. Are you taking the are you taking the train home? I am. Yes. Okay, so this is an excellent train wormhole. Good. If you look at the this amazing inscriptions. On the okay. back of this is such a tiny yeah. <laughs> because they're they're specific about like the the day that people are leaving the date or the or the the the, the division or whatever mm. it is there and and they're just kind of they're such I don't know that for me because I was so interested in World War One they, they're mm. they're little windows into this into into history which is such a miserable cliche but but they're just there's there's something about them that's amazing it's, I I totally get that because we I always. I'm always fascinated driving through northern France, which I do on a relatively regular basis right. to go wherever else in, in Europe. And um, you know, frequently drive past Vimy Ridge, which I remember going to on a school trip. And I remember the history master I, I really liked. He was great. Bought the whole thing alive, which is part of the reason wanted to do it at university, that sure. sort of thing. And he walked onto the coach and said, oh, I can't join you today, but you know, you'll be fascinated by what you're going to see. He said, here's one thing to bear in mind. He said, the final word of most soldiers as they died is recorded as being mother. That's right. Yeah. And and then got off the coach and you That's just amazing. stunned all these, you know, um, 15-year-old boys. Right. Actually sort of, well, probably everyone else carried on throwing paper and, you know, and eating. That's amazing, though. Whatever it was. But I, it, it stuck with me. It just absolutely... You know, pinned me to the seat, and I was sort of thinking, right, okay, that's just. Bring have you the been whole to? Have out. you visited World War One battlefields? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. So, What's, so I've never Vim, been to any of that stuff. What's that so like? Vimy Ridge is, is right. Um, is well, but do they have? Canadian. But do they have the? Because some of them have the, um, some have trenches still, mm. don't they? Or yeah, yeah. or are they some kind of recreated the, yeah, or the trenches and that sort of thing. And it's just just to drive through that landscape, and it's so bleak now. Anywhere else, they still dig up ordnance every right. year. There's an amazing. Um, group of people who go around and have to collect all the old ordnance that gets dug up by the farmers still each year. Um, oh, like a military yeah. division yeah, or something. Yeah. So, um, really? Go and they get the weird flag at the corner of the field and stuff. It's um, um, in, in a lot of it in Belgium around Ypres because right. uh, I reported on Ypres rally a few years ago and then sort of in every way you go, you cannot help but obviously 
see all the, the various the war graves and that's stuff so there. interesting i've because yeah. i've never seen any of it uh, um it's, it's well worth i'd worth love going. to though it's uh, I, I watch endless amounts of that stuff on youtube oddly <laughs> enough like the people go around looking for relics and all yeah. the rest of it yeah. and then i i just love there's so many like there's so many youtubers <laughs> youtube is just peppered with wormholes to disappear down. absolutely yeah what's it do you have a couple of uh youtube wormhole things that you'd recommend oh coffee i mean coffee so that, yeah the, I are you a coffee, coffee person i've just been to the other side of london to go to a specific coffee shop before i came here really i had i looked at it and i thought oh, i've got time so um, <laughs> oh this um, is amazing so, yeah, so what it. about coffee <laughs> uh, you know okay i've never had a cup of coffee my entire life really never so i, I, I i've had a, t a sip but i've never had like a i i love the smell mm. of the beans but i don't like the yeah. I remember walking up Guildford High Street and there's coffee importers about two thirds of the way up the high street. And as you walk past um, up the cobbled high street, you always smell the, the right. coffee. And I remember loving that smell. But I never drank teal coffee until about 10 years ago, probably. Um, I so now you're tea. obsessed. But yeah, now I, I absolutely. So what's with it's the. Like, it's like the watch is another thing. I've just disappeared down that. This that is hole. genius, man. So what's with the what's with the coffee shop on the other side of town? And what's so <laughs> special about that one? So I've got various coffee shops near me that's a really good coffee which has helped sort of feed that whole yeah. sort of understanding and they change the beans all the time so you get to experience them from all different parts of the world and stuff um but then i i love just looking up and finding good specialty coffee shops like wherever i'm going because it's quite a nice detour otherwise there's always that temptation of just right i've got to get from a to b and you go right. straight there but why not just sort of make a small detail sure. rather than stopping at the services? Oh, there's a good coffee shop in right. there for an extra, leave yourself an extra. So what on minutes. YouTube is there about, I mean, I'm sure there's, what, <laughs> I'm sure there's endless. So what is the, what's on YouTube? That's, um, uh, so there's a chap called James Hoffman. He's, uh, again, he's, he's now got loads of subscribers on there and he's um, absolutely brilliant. In he's world barista champion. Um, so what does he just review like ago. beans? Uh, so he, <laughs> So he actually owns, he owns a coffee shop in London called Proofrock and also owns a, a Roasters. Is that a, um, what's that from? That's a book. Isn't Proofrock a character in a book? I think, what? I think it might be, yeah. Um, uh, James Joyce, maybe? Oh, maybe, yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe yeah. I remember that. I'll be corrected very, shortly. Very That's it is for uh, yeah, for my geezery brain. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> okay, so um, this, so, so he talks about like, Beans. Yeah, so everything from like, you know, comparing stupidly expensive coffee bean grinders. Um, Do you have a whole situation at home? Is there a situation in the Catchwell residence? There, there is. I don't don't quite have the money for that kind of level of fascination. I've got a really good coffee shop near me as well because. Is this is like nice tube amps? I didn't even realize. Um, but um, sorry, is it like is it like tube amps like. The, I didn't realize <laughs> that like the devices to make the stuff oh, yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. And I will now take take my own. You, there's a device called Nero Press, which yeah. is nice and portable, and a, a portable sort of coffee grinder and stuff. So I'll take that away with me. Um, it's why, like, if you because you know you're going to have a kettle probably in the hotel room. However right. bad the hotel, you probably have a, a kettle in there. And you've right. got the rest of the stuff. You can make yourself coffee stupidly early in the morning, and then start this is the day utterly well. fascinating. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm trying to think of whatever YouTube things. I spoke about this on, on one earlier. I was really obsessed with this guy. I think it was called Steve MRE something. He reviews uh, military rations. I heard you talk about it. Yeah, so that one I liked. Then I then the other one I did I talk about um, uh, eating with Bookie. <laughs> did I talk about that one? <laughs> you did. Yes, that one's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Are there, I mean, there's also there's a bunch of um, weird military ones like um, 
Well, there's a guy who talks about medieval stuff mm-hmm. I like a lot. Like he'll say, okay, um, he'll do he'll do these kind of tests, like, oh, can uh, knight could knight's armor resist uh, the British the English longbow? And, and yeah. all that. So I find yeah. all that. <laughs> I am just such an amazing nerd. Then there's this American guy who reviews like really weird, obscure, forgotten weapons, like (laughs) pistols that, you know. Oh, for instance, this was cool. He did one the other day. I was watching one. It was a it was a one shot pistol that the Americans dropped. It was disposable that the Americans dropped en masse uh, for the French resistance in the 40s. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like a thing. And you just used it once and that was it. Hmm. Seems sort of. I mean, it was I was not going to say missed opportunity or whatever, but sort of that seems like a really kind of bad word because if you do miss, then it's definitely. I feel like it was for you. get your eye in, sort of, you know, what happens to kind of, you know, markings. Sorry, let me just put out bottom. the other one. You have yeah. a whole bunch of one shots. Hang on a minute. Yeah, I never thought about the missing part. That never occurred to me. See, I'm not very practical. I always imagine you go up to the, you know, the German sentry and then you use it and then. Then you take his gun, which is obviously multiple. Better. Yeah, yes. better. Better the, than the one the shot. Or yes. um, yeah. So that's interesting to me. Uh, yeah. there go. I might look into the coffee thing weirdly. Mm. You know what I like is matcha. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I like all things that's... Japanese. Okay. Have you been to Japan a lot? Yeah. I went a lot in the 90s. I was working in advertising and I was doing uh, Japanese ads in Japan. Which was fascinating because yeah. we had to work with a Japanese agency who secretly wanted the account, not so secretly, actually. Mm-hmm. And their job was to make sure our ideas were, they were sort of Japanify them, Japonify them, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. So, but they, did, they hated us. And so they were kind of trying to torpedo us at every opportunity. So it became this joke that I would just, I would just, <laughs> I would just try and think of the most mundane situations and see if they would go, oh, that's not Japanese. So I'd be like, oh, it's a guy and he sees a girl in the park. And like, oh, it's not Japanese. And, and so it was just amazing. <laughs> it was amazing because they just didn't want us to succeed. But I loved, I loved, um, you know what I love about Japan is everything matters. Yes. Yeah. It's, I think it's fascinating. I've been lucky enough. I've been there three times with work. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just such a, you feel so so very abroad because yeah. you cannot understand yeah it's true there's no, there's, there's no there's no frame of reference for no. you go to europe there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's that, that's sort of in the venn diagram bit yeah but you can vaguely your, recognize the odd right. word or you get the sort of but in japan yeah no it just feels i like on totally the when you're getting into the zone. train the way they have that little area that everyone has to line up on the mm. on the platform I I've, I mean, even when you're lost, even I was there for the 50th a few years ago. And even when we're lost, you, there's no panic. No. Because you just feel like this, it's going to be fine. You're sort of lost anyway. Yeah. That's genius. You're pre-lost. You're just, yeah. So yeah. it's that's. Yeah, I think so. But I, I really enjoy. It's strange. Cause I've, been, I've been so lucky to travel with the job that I do. Sure. Um, but I never had the traveling bug. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, that I makes sort of perfect sense. Loved, I always loved oh, You get sent to places you're not really, you didn't know you were interested in until you're there. Oh, well, I was always sort of, I, I love going somewhere with a purpose. Right. It's a bit like, you know, traveling across London to go to a specific coffee right. shop. It's that sort of, I had, and then I'll have a wander around and I'll, I love being somewhere different, but I like to have gone there not just to sort of think, right. why am I going to go down to St. Paul's? Well, I'll just have a wander around. No, I'll go there, find a coffee shop, and then I'll right. enjoy the, the surroundings. It's always been the case that I travel somewhere because there's a car being launched there. 
Um, but then so what, was doing for, what, was for, what was Japan, what was that for? Uh, it was Nissan GTR, so the R35, the most recent, okay. the most recent's been out for uh, however long. I wish now. that it's looked just, good. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it just depresses me. Like, I feel like, okay, so I'm, here's my list of Japanese cars. Um, Toyota Serra. Yes. I like that. So the, the doors from that were obviously the inspiration for McLaren, McLaren F1. I and I know the exact car that gave them the inspiration for it because it, where I went to primary school, somebody else at school, their parents had one. What? And that was and really? Gordon Murray lived near there. And that's no the shit. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, what else? You've got the Mitsubishi. The Mitsubishi Bajero. Uh, I drove the rival for that the other day. Which one? Uh, the Citroen ZX Rally Raid. Evo 2. Wait, uh, is that from the 90s as well? It is, yeah. Is that yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. It won five cross-country world championships back-to-back. Not as many as the Pajero, <laughs> if I may be so bold. So. You is may that, is that, so have you bold. driven the Pajero? No, no. Um, but I, I, mean, I wasn't really aware of the Citroen until I, I drove it up the hill at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Cause it was, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Do you not have full brown trouser situation in front of lots of people? <laughs> uh, thankfully, I've been up there quite a lot Fuck. these days. It's, it's always just, it's just continuing to emasculate me. It's My <laughs> penis is getting smaller. As this conversation <laughs> continues, as the blind date continues, there'll be nothing to show at the end of it. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> um, uh, I don't even say good or not. Um, <laughs> this Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, good was this. I, I've been going there for years because um, I lived not that far from it when I was growing up. So I went to the second one ever. It was, I, would, I wasn't one of the many oh, millions amazing. that went to the first ever Festival of Speed because it's a bit like everybody's got a bit of the Berlin Wall and you could have rebuilt it. <laughs> right, time. Right. It's one of those, I feel like everybody's been to the first Goodwood Festival of Speed. But I went to the second one and then went to various subsequent ones and had, I used to blag rides up the hill in the passenger seat of the supercar run because I, I, was, I wasn't Fantastic. particularly, I was quite a shy I wasn't particularly precocious like that, but somehow around cars. I suppose your explosive, voluble self. Obviously, yes, yep. Um, my muttering. Um, yeah, muttering but your muttering. Self. Just um, I may, if I may be so bold, sir. Your muttering has a, a great deal of charm. <laughs> like the thing I've, I think about YouTube people is that uh, there are just people I like to watch because I feel like, oh, I, I just this person's. I like. I enjoy this person's company. <laughs> if that sounds, does that sound creepy and stalking? No, no. It's why you know, it's the, the James Hoffman coffee chap. He's he seemed like the sort of person that you oh uh, that's right like to meet yeah so it's kind of yeah yeah, yeah. um but um supercars supercars good anyone's in the, um, i mean you must have done this is the 90s yes yeah so i remember i remember sitting in uh, the owner of Connolly leathers xj220 <laughs> how was that so that was you've driven um, one of those I have driven one. What, yes. Okay, so... Yeah, I look, knew you were going to ask me this. Okay. So gonna... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, for me, I was actually... I'll just give you my half-witted review. I, I was always... I, I've always loved just the looks of it, I find. Yeah. I think it's the most audacious and most beautiful uh, 90s supercar. Um, and I know I'm biased because I own one, but I just sort of feel like a lot of the other stuff, the F40, the EB110, the 959, or well, I mean, that's all a bit 80s-ish, but mm. um, what's, what, what's in the 90s? What else is in that? Well, McLaren F1. F1. Those are all, but those are, they're, they're really lovely and beautiful in some ways, but I feel like they're incremental designs in, mm. a, in a way, like from an aesthetic standpoint, whereas the 220s just sort of full spaceship. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you if all those cars drove into a parking lot, you knew nothing about 
brands. You didn't know what they yeah. were, were. To me, that you'd look at that, and that would be the most unusual of all those designs. Probably, yes. It's you only, can tell me I'm full of shit. I think the F40, when it came out, was... Do you because think... Because it was late 80s, and so it was... But it was quite... But, but, but wedgie was not an, unex, an unexplained... But it wasn't that wedgie in the sort of the fixed rear wing. Okay. Maybe not, I don't know. It's sort of... Okay. Um, yeah, maybe, but... Yeah, I said, I, I'm not... But I know that... So, but I've always loved how it looks, but, you know, I remember 10 years ago, I was gonna, it was between that and an 037, and I just got <laughs> so terrified by the size of it all. I was like, okay, an 037, which I know it sounds like it's not... It's, it's, oh, settle for oh, that. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's such a burden. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible sacrifice. Um, but, I, but now that I've been driving it... Um, I do find, I mean, I, it is that thing where I just start laughing when the turbos come on because it's mm. just so quick. Um, but I find it really enjoyable to, to drive. Like it's quite it's, comfortable, isn't it? It's really comfortable, yeah. except gets, but it's, I mean, it doesn't feel, and I haven't taken it on small roads, so I don't know what it's like. Yes, I mean, comfortable in terms of it's, it's yeah, comfortable just to sit in, if you yeah. just sit in it. How do you, but how do you fit, man? Oh, well, there's a will, there's a way, I think. There's an, there's an awful lot of that with. I imagine. That, and I'm. I'm talking about my go back to my height. I'm I'm long of leg, um, and kind of and I stoop and I'm short of upper body. So and legs are good because they bend in the middle. So it's kind of <laughs> nothing eludes you. You need a medieval name like Henry Henry Longshanks. I feel good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Has no one ever? No one called me lots of things, but no Henry Longshanks. No Longshanks. No. No, See, no, it's my sorry. gift to you. Yeah, thank you very much. It's, so, it's, hang on. Okay, so that's the my miserable. Gonna re- love that now. Great. The, okay. <laughs> it's look, out. Forward to, look forward to the comments now. Yes, here we go. Being back at school again. Fantastic. You know, Thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing, yeah. Phil. Walk awesome. out. Walk out in a race. Come on the podcast. Have, a, have an insight. <laughs> <laughs> Be birth of a meme. Birth of, so, okay. So that. So, but. Mm. I, I find it it's surprisingly comfortable, as you say. The the seats and the driving positions are nice. The gear stick is the shifter's really lovely to use. Um, but I've I, I feel like it's an, probably an amazing GT car, but I haven't taken it around um, like tiny roads. But you, what's your ex? Go on, give me the unvarnished expert opinion. Um, so I haven't driven one for a long. I, I drove that and an F forty for the first time on the same day oh. in Wales. Okay, that's. Uh, I feel like that's an unfair comparison. It probably well, it should probably is. Yes. Uh, well, actually, whole... if you went into it saying, okay, maybe this is a GT car. Yes, and they, we were doing a test on turbo so it wasn't sort of uh, it, it, it wasn't just comparing like the light which is the better sports car sort right. of thing it was um and the 220 is i love it because it's just su- it is such an event isn't it as right. you say and the, the the view out is intimidating it is it feels big but small inside right which and, is like, which it's is like this, the inverse tardis yeah exactly yeah yeah um but not as scary as the f40 that I remember driving, I, I mean, it was in the wet when I drove the F40. Oh, God. Um, Why is the F40 so much scarier? Well, it, it is, and it is, I think the delivery of the F40 is scary. When it comes on boost at 4,000 RPM and the rear tyres sort of just light up on a wet Welsh road. But actually, and you have to stay with it, once it's spinning and it's oversteering, you, there's no backing out of you. You're committed. See, this point. is the difference between you and me, man. I would be in the shrubbery crying, <laughs> sobbing in a, in a smashed up F40, whereas you'd be like, you know, calmly describing the chassis, the compliant chassis, whatever it is, all those fancy automotive journalist words. I'm not sure there's anything, anything calm about it, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's so laterally stiff at the rear of the F40 that actually it's quite precise. It is okay if it's if it's once it's oversteering, but, right, um, and all kind of going a bit 
bit mad. Whereas I feel like the XJ220, I just I wouldn't really want to go there with that. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I you you want to find a long straight bit of road with the XJ220. That's right. I mean, so with the well, that's the that's exactly right. Gone. With the 220, I feel like when I'm driving it and, and the it turbos looks like come that on, as well, doesn't it? what's that? It looks like that as well. It looks sleek. It looks like it's, you know, it's elongated. It's that's like right. Designed to. It feels yeah. Feel, well, it yeah. It feels it it. I was going to say it feels like it looks, but it kind of does feel like it looks actually. But when you you are right, when you're driving, I'm looking well ahead when the turbos are coming on, and I'm just really just sort of tickling them gently with an ostrich feather. <laughs> I'm not doing any kind of hammer situation because I'm just such a nervous. I'm such a shit driver. I'm such a nervous driver. But then also I'm thinking the brakes. You really have to step on the. There's no. I don't. Is that like that in the F40 or not? The, um, well, the F40 is a bit a bit lighter as well, isn't it? So right. Um, uh, Someone said it's not that the brakes are bad in the in the two twenty. It's just they're they're old school. Mm. The thing about yeah. the two twenty, I think, is confusing to people. Is because it looks so kind of sleek and lovely that you think that somehow that's what the driving experience will be like. When in fact, it's just it, to me, it feels like it feels. Well, you, I haven't had this much. I, this is that. <laughs> it feels very race car-y, like it's kind of just crude. Mm. Well. To, uh, and then you drive the XJR15, <laughs> which is obviously the sort of... It's, I was going to buy one of, of those. Were you? Yeah, years ago. They were, I remember, well, I was, they, were, you know, they were like 200 grand. Mm. Um, but then I was talking to the person. It's like, oh, you've got to wear the headphones, straight cut gear. I thought, fuck, it just seems like too... For the, the mm. king of nervousness, it and seems... And you really do need to wear the headphones. Right. It's, I drove one earlier this year for the first time. What's that like? Ever. I drove it in the wet... Around oh, wait, Castle I think Coombe. there's a video, isn't there it? Is, yes. I think I saw that. And it was, it was, I don't know, it was one yeah, of those ones. And that, you were just blathering away all calmly. Uh, no, not, I, I, but at least outside, not calm. outside it looks very calm. <laughs> well, perhaps I have some sort of professionalism about it. Yeah. Um, because it, when they took it off the trailer and it was bucking with rain and this thing, and you know, when you hear it sort of coughing, trying to start, and I'm thinking, this is, and I'd watched everything, read everything about right. it, and everyone's saying. So, what makes you when it's starting ever. up? What makes you think when it's starting up, it's going to be a, it's going to be a like just a, the sound of it. It sounds like a race car, right. sort of, and you can and and driving an owner's car. I mean, the, the owner came down. It was oh, they're really watching chap actually, so it was fine, which made the whole thing much better because right. when they're encouraging and saying it's fine, don't worry about it, and you know, right. I, I think it's leaking oil. That's fine. Oh, don't worry about it. It's massive. <laughs> right. yeah. Was it? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, <laughs> made the, just to make the place even slippery. If you then come <laughs> right. spinning on your own oil. That's right. that's that's great. Um, but um, it was. It just looked the whole situation is just like this is terrifying, and I'm not really sure um, I want to get into this, let alone sort of. <laughs> so have you ever? I mean. At that point, you can't really still go. Actually, you know what? Your car terrifies me, sir. I'm just going to no, go home in my Allegro. Gotta, yeah, you just got to get on with it. Right. And hope that. I would have it's totally right. it had like invented um, like IBS or something. <laughs> I said, look, I'm having an explosive moment. I, can't I was just be- hoping it wasn't going to start. I, hope, I was hoping the car was going to be on my side. Well, just go, it's not starting. What a shame. Oh, such be, a shame. Yeah, no need to try again. I was going to be back on the M4 before anyone had kind of sort of <laughs> gone where's head. Right. Okay. So, bye. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it did. But it. So when the first time I drove it was to do those pieces to camera because it was raining and because it was I just, right. We're going to have to get to get something in the car. Right. There's no messing here. It's just going to have to be my straight out reaction to this car and here's what it is. And um, 
so I put the headphones on because we'd mic'd up there and sure. it was going to be loud. And then, so I drove it for 15 minutes or whatever, did my piece to camera. Then next thing we did was the, we call hands on wheels. So somebody sits next to me and does all the bits where I'm pointing to switches and <laughs> right. you know, steering, wheels. steering and all that sort of stuff. Had to have the, the cans on again for that because obviously you want Do continuity. they have noise cancelling or they just... No, they just... It's old, super yeah, old-fashioned. Exactly. Okay, they just they make your ears really sweaty. Exactly. But it, but it seemed incredibly loud in there anyway. Right. And then the next thing we did was the, the passing shots. And I thought, right, well, I don't need to wear them now, so let's let's see what it is. Start a thing up. Bear in mind, I'd been in this car for quite some time now. I jumped out of my skin because <laughs> <laughs> to actually have the whole thing kind of sort of just the, the unfiltered sound, it was terrifying. Really? Yeah. And, and to the point where I'm so glad that I did put the headphones on because it it made it less made it, terrifying. Yeah, and actually made me sort of be able to think about driving it rather than just... You know, when something's so loud that you right. just—it's so discombobulating. I don't actually. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the bits and pieces I've owned. I mean, maybe the Delta S4, maybe the 220 has a some sort of sports exhaust thing on it, mm. so it's very loud. Yeah, but no, I'm sure nothing. It is just so extraordinarily loud, but brilliant find, for it as well. D- but don't I find the sound of cars is so important? Mm. Yeah, that's such a keen insight. It's a it's a it's a revelationary <laughs> insight. I mean, people get the internet's going to be buzzing. Literally, nobody said that. Yeah, no one's ever said that no, before. No, I never you know, about it. You've never heard. You've never. It's never occurred to you. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's the first thing I do when I get a car. Is I as I want to fuck around with the exhaust. I want to make sure it sounds good. Mm. Always. Yeah. And a lot of the actually almost all the cars like the M1 terrible exhaust. The um, the because you want it to sound like a pro car, don't you? Yes. Which is yes because one of the best sounding cars ever. Oh. Oh, I mean, every time, yeah, well, I got, yeah, when I first bought it, this guy who was called an M1 guru said, listen, there's an exhaust on eBay, you should buy it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. And because and, it, it just, it sounded decent when you're on it, but really not much of anything. And then when you put it on, when I put this exhaust on, it was like a squadron of Messerschmitts. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was like the ME1, and, like, the, you know, dive siren, junk, JU88, whatever, it's all like World War Two. <laughs> Plane stuff. It just it. Yeah, I. I mean, of course, the pro car thing is is glorious. Mm. Like every time I see the video of that stuff, I love those sort of those one make race series. Yeah, well, same. Which obviously XJR15 was. Yeah, one make race. And series. didn't they do two twenty? They did two twenty. They do. Yeah, they they raced those. Oh, they did do it. Yeah, but not in a one make. Was oh no 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 you're right it wasn't one make because I love the idea of the one make thing. Yeah. So this and the XJR15 one make race series was just hilarious because Why? they got all the dealers basically to put money in all people bought the cars and then they just put a load of professional racing drivers in because there was quite a big purse at the end of it there was so the lot they did three races did they do that to sell them so they did it because when jaguar got wind of walkinshaw building the xjr15 and they were also doing the xj220 at the same time yeah because it's built by jaguar sport which is a subsidiary of twr right not to do with jaguar right and jaguar were like what what are you doing why is this you're building a competitor with our car you can't do right. that's not you know cricket right um oh and he said no that i'm just building it for this one mate race series it's sort of you know it's nothing much so he then invented this one mate race series basically to justify oh, i didn't know that building how fascinating I, th- I think that's the way around right, it, okay. it went it's sort of all quite quite murky from this and somebody right. contradicted but that's how i that's the impression i got um, and yeah, so there were these these three races. I think Silverstone was one of them. Um, they only had Spa three races. Only had three races in this one mate race series, and it was all just. And the car didn't really 
that's where I think a lot of its sort of the stories about its terrible handling came from because I didn't think it was handled terribly at all. It had really nice steering. You feel the front. It was it was pretty good. It wasn't utterly terrifying. Right. Um, you know, given there's a big old lump of a V12 behind you. Right. Um, but it got a lot of the reputation because as a race car, it was pretty tricky because the tyres weren't really designed for it, so they go off very quickly. Okay. And the aero that it had didn't really do work, any aero. Kind of <laughs> very much. It was much. non-aero so, aero. And you've got all these you know, professional race drivers battling against each other in this you know, one-mate race series. But, but I lo- massive but I, but I do, as well. But I do love those. You're right. Because the thing that's lovely about one-mate race series is it's very flat. It's mm. kind of a democratic... Yeah, yeah. Uh, venture yeah and the last the last race was at spa and that was where you it was a million dollar purse for the winner takes all right but they realized that because the racing drivers could well all get together and have a bit of a kind of you know conflag ah. about it as to who was going to win so they didn't they said it was going to be at least six laps but they didn't say how many after that oh, so there was genius. no sort of uh, right. i think it was 11 laps at the end or right. something like that but so they couldn't rig it because they didn't know right. when the finish was going to be oh so, that's amazing that's um, genius yeah that's an amazing bit of history so i thought it's just yeah i, I love the idea of that's of that. i love that <laughs> i love the idea they thought all the drivers are going to get together yeah. so like yeah it's six ish yeah <laughs> just look out for the flags yeah kind of, you, know. you know when the checker flag goes then probably stop yeah that's amazing so i sort of have you ever driven um for some reason, I was telling this story the other day. I was um, shooting for Life magazine years ago, mm. and I went down to do, um, I think it was a combine harvester demolition derby. <laughs> but then after they had a regular demolition derby, and the people, I it was, I become friendly with some guys who had a bunch of cars there, and they said, why don't you go? Go on, Phil, get in there. And so, <laughs> so, so I got in this, like, Chevy Camaro, but from this, I think it was late 60s with these massive like oops uh, these massive like uh whatever uh like uh exhaust at the front uh, yeah. from the top <laughs> and i and i and i did a full demolition derby and it was amazing <laughs> there is nothing better than driving a car around a field generally. yeah but especially when you could the goal is to smash up yeah. other people because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have you ever done one of those no no i've driven cars around fields all right lot, but um but never done a I feel like you'd enjoy it. I probably would. Yeah. 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 Given I because it's the, I like driving off road. Well, it's only the rally car, but right. Um, Is there so. a rally car that if if you could own any rally car? Um. Well, so, I, I feel like I ought to get mine done first. So what's wrong with yours? Sort of, you have a Mark II. Uh, yeah, I have a Mark II Escort, which is I've owned for um, quite a long time, over a decade now, and I've only ever done two rallies in it. So what's wrong with it? Uh, well, it doesn't have an engine. Do you want me to come and have a look? Um, yeah, if you could you actually, could, uh, yeah, I think it might be. It could be the spark plugs. Could be the spark plugs. Yeah, it might be not. Why it's not starting. Um, <laughs> uh, so it has a has a new engine, which is currently being. Are you not afraid up. of stuff in there? Afraid of like the stuff, the stuff, the motor stuff. Oh yeah, somebody else is building it. Do you um, do you I know them? I, like, can you uh, like you know, like sometimes when a car won't start, I open the the bonnet. Mm. And then I look at it, I go, oh, I, what about... Terif- it's, it's a sort of Isadora Duncan style, sort of you're terrified, you're checking your tie and stuff, and so <laughs> yeah. you're going to get your scarf to no, but I just lo- belt. And, well, I just um, look at it. The and thing's I just, just going to suck you in there. And yeah, exactly. Gonna, oh! I, oh, wait, that's the, is that the heiress? Yeah. Isadora yeah, Duncan? Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing yeah, reference. Scarf. Oh, there you go. Everyone should know. Isadora Duncan. <laughs> what was she wearing? She, she, she was wearing a, scarf, a long scarf, it? and she was, what yeah. was she driving? I don't know. I can't remember. But she got sucked into 
Yeah, the innards. No, I'm not afraid of getting sucked into the innards. I when I open the bonnet because something's wrong, then I think I look at it and then I think, what am I looking at? I don't know what anything does. I don't mm. know. I wouldn't know if something was wrong unless it was smoking, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I you I'm don't not, know. I'm not great either on that sort of front. I can have a, a stab at things, but that's. But that's we don't it. need to do it that much. I haven't really grown up with cars sort of having to worry about that sort of thing a lot of the time. Well, I guess modern so. Modern cars, they don't right. really want you to get Yeah, because they have the nice there. plastic covers exactly, on them. Yeah, it's horrible, aren't they? But, um, but yeah, the Escort should be fun. I'm hoping to actually get involved with the building of the engine a, a little well, bit. Well, so is that in progress? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a load of, load of parts. The head's been done. See, look, um, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. I know, it does, isn't See, it? Beautiful intake. pistons and rods and yeah. stuff. Of, I know um, those bits. I can, exactly, yeah. I say I, these words like I, 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 <laughs> most, of my, most of my YouTube career is just sort of... Yeah, you That's right, pistons and rods look at... Uh, yeah, they're like amazing. you know what you mean and kind of... Yeah, but conf- act confident. But I am amazed. I, I, I find when I watch um, car journalists, like the way in which you people <laughs> um, sort of describe the behavior of the car, you know, like... You're kind of so aware of the behavior. When I when I'm driving a car, really, unless I'm like, unless something, unless I've sort of gone off road or or it's burst into flames, I feel like everything's fine. Mm. You know, like I remember I was getting the Dino worked on, and I went to I went to pick it up, and the guy was like, "Does that sound right to you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's good." And then I came back a week later, like, "Oh, two of the cylinders weren't firing." <laughs> uh, you know, but to me, I was like, "Ah, oh, it sounds amazing." You know, so I don't I don't have that that thing where you know like. A, People be like, drive, you're driving with someone who really knows that. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, um, I feel like maybe the right bushing or control arm yeah. or something needs some. Uh, I don't know. I don't have that. It's like I'm numb, basically. I certainly, yeah. I've I've been with people who start Can saying you do stuff that? about the. But I tend to drive around stuff as well. I think I don't know whether it's so. It'll be doing something wrong, but I kind of just simulate and get on with it, sort of rather than thinking. Okay. But oh, do you know something's going wrong? Sometimes, but it's sometimes as well, because if I don't know what, sometimes the it'll be the first time I've driven right. a car, so you don't necessarily know whether that's right. wrong or just the way it is. Yeah, like the 220 um, does stuff, and I think, was well, that just 220 stuff? Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> but... Yeah, Thanks, man. The, that was very the, reassuring. The, <laughs> I feel great about it now. <laughs> if I was you, I'd sell it immediately. Make me a lowball offer, Henry. 500 quid. Just take it. Just <laughs> take, take it. It's exactly. making. <laughs> it makes a noise. When I turn the key, there's a super loud noise oh, that starts happening. Yes, exactly. Yeah, get rid of it. Is it behind you? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, behind awesome. me. Oh, awesome. No, yeah. just, just, yeah, get, get rid of it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call my man. I'll have him call you. It'll be in. I do like in, that. In a moment. Call my man. I'd like to use that in reality one day. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. You want your own Jeeves. Yeah, I'd like to have a car Jeeves. You know how you have people who have a lot of cars, they have a guy who just does all the stuff. Mm. So then they say, I'm going to drive it on Sunday and it's just always ready to there go. It is. Yes, yeah. I'm envious of that stuff. Yeah, That's, uh, that would be would be pretty cool. But yeah, the, the whole, I don't know, the car thing and, and knowing how they drive, I feel like I've always understood the four-wheel thing, but not the... In a way that I've, I've always ridden, like I said, always ridden bicycles, um, but never been that confident on them. I feel like I've raced bicycles, but I don't feel like I understand the kind of mechanics of how they, or I never felt as comfortable on them, like mountain bikes and stuff. So I've got friends who are just brilliant, and I don't have that comfort on a on two wheels that I do 
on four. Really? Yeah. Which is. But odd. you're so much more in control on a bicycle. Why? Aren't you? Leave the thing alone; it falls over. I mean. Well, because I don't know. Like you're providing the power, so you can modulate it in a way. I guess yeah, you know. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So wait, so. riding like bicycle. handling handling of a bicycle and or something on two wheels. I don't I don't feel like I kind of. I can't really bike and. I tried to blow my nose the other day on a bicycle. I fell off. Yeah, you want tissue for that? <laughs> what? Don't blow your nose on a bicycle. Well, I know, but I thought I could just like quickly, like in the oh, pocket, right, okay. and you know. But it, yeah, my sense of balance isn't the best. <laughs> I'm really a bit of a sham as a as as a man goes. <laughs> I remember nearly falling off a bicycle there. Um, I, I once rode from Lands End to John O'Groats. As on one bicycle. does. As one does. Um, so, do why don't you tell? You should thing. probably explain what that distance is. Uh, so it's it's the the most southwesterly corner of um, how, mainland how, UK. How many miles is that? Most northeasterly. Uh, it's about nine hundred miles. So Jesus. Um, so yeah, I was I'd only just started road cycling, but I'd I'd walked from coast to coast across the country when I was at university because. You've done all sorts of really unsavoury things. I know, Henry. sort of duff. That was lovely, actually. It was, was really it? apart from blisters. It was and carrying a heavy pack. It was really nice. Um, it's just very calming because you get up in the morning and all you've got to do is just walk from A to B. And right. There was and there on your own. Wasn't a smartphone or anything like that. No, I did it with a friend from university. He was okay. the one that said it would be a good idea, and right. I was probably drunk at the time. So yes, that sounds fantastic. And right. He held me to like it. Like all ideas when you're drunk. Exactly. Um, and um, it was. It's great. Anyway, so I like the idea of the fact I'd walked from one side of the country to the other. So I thought, well, cycling the length of the country seems like the logical thing to do. Why not? Once you start cycling, that's, right. kind of, that's the obvious How thing to that? do. How was that? It's pretty dull, actually. It hurt quite a lot. I, everybody said you have to do it from Cornwall to Scotland because the prevailing wind goes that way. And I thought, well, that does actually make sense. Okay. Um, and, of course, typically the week that I did it, the wind was blowing in the opposite direction for... <laughs> Right, five out of the six days that it took. So, um, the last day was blissful because the, the winds changed around. So, right, um, but yeah, I remember nearly falling off with about five miles to go at about was it 11 o'clock at night. Sort of, he's <laughs> trying to get some food down and trying to try and unwrap kind of, I don't know, Sausage chocolate, roll? chocolate digestive or something like that. Oh, kind of, oh you know um, what? That's what so. I haven't had when I come back to, every time I come back to England. I eat all the stuff that I used to eat when I was yeah. seven. Yeah, so chocolate, so chocolate digestive, sponge milk or dark cake. chocolate. Milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Refreshers. Refreshers, yes. Maltesers. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I, think we've, I think we're running out of time here. So, look, man, I just want to say thank you so much, Henry, for coming along, man. It's Not very sure. good sport of you to have an awkward blind date with a, some strange <laughs> English person from America. It's been great fun. Thank you so much, man. Yeah.